Hello again. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the Profiles of Perseverance Bible Study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary, everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we saw that the God of Elijah is a God you can know, a God you can trust. Being confident in the God he served helped Elijah to persevere in some impossible situations. Today's podcast covers Lesson 9 of Profiles of Perseverance. We'll see God's tender love for Elijah that helped him move past weakness and disappointment. His name is Jason. He's in his early 20s and lives daily with physical difficulties so that he can barely walk. His father helps him get to his seat at church and holds Jason up so he can take the offering during the service. What captured my attention is the look of deep, deep love on the father's face as he interacts with Jason, a son who will never be the star quarterback or ace pitcher or do any of those other great things a father might expect from his son. Jason's father doesn't look at him with disgust or annoyance because he squirms a lot and needs help to go anywhere. He looks at him with love. What a beautiful picture of how deep a father's love is for his son. It just really touched my heart. But we need to know that our Heavenly Father's love for us is deep like that, even when we are weak. You cannot look at 1 Kings chapter 19 without realizing how much God loved Elijah. Elijah is running away, exhausted, afraid, and disappointed. He didn't ask God about it first. He just reacted to the threat on his life and ran. We do the same. Elijah's target was Mount Sinai, the place where God made the initial covenant with Israel accompanied by fire and smoke and thunder. Yet God intercepted him on the way, sent an angel to feed him, and whispered to him outside that cave when he arrived. Then God gave him encouragement, a friend, and tasks that he needed to do. That deep fatherly love bolstered Elijah so that he could persevere as God's prophet for several more years. Listen to these words from Psalm 73. The writer is discouraged. Then he declares to God, I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those words weren't written by Elijah, but they could have been. They fit his life. They fit my life as well. I can say along with the psalmist, you hold me by my right hand. I've experienced that deep father's love. My earthly father loved me dearly. So I've had no difficulty believing that God truly loved me as a father. And through the years, God, my father, has held me up when I just couldn't hold myself up, as he did with Elijah. There have been times when I felt too weak to measure up to whatever I was supposed to be. I looked at all my inadequacies, all that I couldn't do right or as well as others could. 
I felt afraid. I know my God was holding me up during those times just to give me that extra strength to stand. And he has whispered in my ear through his word, his spirit, or someone's teaching just what I needed to know for that moment. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, our Father God's promise is this. My grace is enough for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Picture yourself sitting in Jesus' lap, holding out your hand for Father God to take hold, and then he whispers in your ear, don't be afraid, I'm helping you. Our God is a trustworthy Father. Jesus continually taught his disciples to consider God as their Father. This God is your Father God too. The moment you placed your trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation, you were adopted into God's family as his child. He is the perfect Father, the most loving Father, the most dependable Father, and the Father who cares about your every need. Our Father God's love for you is deep and amazing. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, See what amazing love the Father has given us. Because of it, we are called children of God, and that's what we really are. Jesus continually encouraged his followers to call God Father. He taught them to pray to their Father God, whom they could trust. Now, wait a minute. What if you didn't have such a good earthly father? Your concept of a father might be pretty scary. That term father evokes as many feelings as there are people. Good, bad, present, absent, loving, abusive, hollow, provider. Ask anyone, it's like a box of chocolates, and God knows that. But he wants you to know that you are dearly loved by your Father God, dearly loved. So think of the best father in any book movie or TV show. Who comes to mind? God is even better than that father. And you can become familiar with the character of God, those attributes that help you to know him well, love him wholeheartedly, and gain the confidence to trust him as your father God who loves you. I covered those attributes in the last podcast. The psalmist said, you hold me by my right hand. That is truth. He does that for you. The psalmist also said to God, you guide me with your counsel. In 1 Kings 19, God guided Elijah with his counsel. Basically, God said, I'm giving you a companion who will help you. Here are some things you must do for me. And by the way, you're not alone. I've got 7,000 other Israelites who are still on my side. With that kind of counsel, Elijah got up and moved forward, following the counsel God just gave him. The Bible guides us with God's counsel. I remember the first time I went to a small group Bible study. All I had was the Bible I was given as a child when I joined the church. I had memorized Psalm 23 and Psalm 100 for vacation Bible school one year, and I knew where to find and read the Christmas story but I had never opened up the Bible to study what it said to me. So in that first small group gathering, I discovered a treasure as my leader showed me how to find verses in the Bible 
and asked me questions that led to my understanding of what those verses said. That began an insatiable appetite for God's truth in me. I desire God's counsel to me so I can approach life His way rather than my own. And I know confidently that when I open the Bible, I'm getting God's counsel. He can guide me with it. The psalmist said, you guide me with your counsel. The psalmist then said, and afterward you will take me into glory. God certainly took Elijah into glory in a dramatic way. Fiery chariots accompanying the whirlwind that lifted him upward to heaven. An unforgettable scene for Elisha and the 50 men watching it. My earthly life won't end like that. There's only one Elijah. But God will hold my hand all the way through this life and pass this life into the glorious next one. I have a future with God in heaven. And one day, Jesus will come for me, either through the rapture, if I'm still alive, or to take my soul with him to heaven when I physically die. I have complete confidence in what the psalmist says, you will take me into glory. You have a future with God in heaven. One day, Jesus will come for you too. But for now, the psalmist declares, whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is your strength. You can choose God every day that you are on this earth. As you grow older, your flesh and your heart may fail, but God is your strength now and will continue to be your strength. I have that confidence. God is also your portion. The Hebrew word for portion has to do with a ration or a part of something divided, like an inheritance. When a biblical writer says, God is my portion, he means that God is the source of his happiness and his blessing. He is content with all that the Lord is and provides. He has the best inheritance imaginable and does not seek any possession or comfort outside of God. Nothing is as valuable as the promises of God. Not riches, not honor, not friends, not fame. If God is our portion, we really need nothing else. You and I can persevere through anything in this life if we believe that when we have God, we need nothing else. And our God is the one who loves us dearly with a deep Father's love. As the song goes, how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure. I know that to be true. I hope you will too. As the Bible promises in Romans 15 verse 4, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for the race. Choose to persevere through every challenge. Count on God's promise to give you hope. Let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.